Hey guys, this is Mike, and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. I want to talk about the secret of the sperm. Now, I've talked about this lecture before, way back 80-something episodes ago. One of the first episodes I did was on this lecture, because just starting out with the podcast, I wanted to highlight the very first lecture that I'd ever heard. And, you know, there are a couple of things that I liked initially about this lecture. Being a guy, the first, uh, the title caught my attention. You know, it's got secret and sperm in the title. Yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to click on it <laughs> and listen to it. And even though I, I knew already, I wasn't unfamiliar with mystical things and the supernatural, what I thought was supernatural, you know, things beyond what my senses told me. The way Neville explains it, was so new to me and so fresh and he uses terms like imagination that I got and feeling that I could easily access. Yeah, I know what that feels like. And that's why I fell in love with Neville. In this particular lecture, like of course the the title, it caught my attention, but as I was listening to it the first time, he mentioned Camp Polk, Louisiana, and that's what we call Fort Polk now, Fort Polk, Louisiana. And my ears perked up when I first heard it because that's right down the highway from me. I'm not, I live in Louisiana and I've been to Fort Polk a number of times, even did a live fire exercise when I was a reporter. Got to, I actually was there with a flak jacket and helmet on with the soldiers. And so I'd spent time at Fort Polk and hearing Neville Goddard, this man with a strange accent from decades ago, talking about his time here in Louisiana, that kind of connected me to it and got me to listen to the lecture again and again. And in this lecture, he's, he had just read an article in the Los Angeles Times about a scientific conference where they talked about the sperm, how it seemingly has no way to get into the egg, but it gets into the egg and fertilizes it. And Neville expanded on that in this lecture, saying that the egg is like a state of consciousness. He says, there are unnumbered states of consciousness. You can liken each state to an egg. Every state remains just as the egg until fertilized. The presence that fertilizes is our consciousness. We must be in it to activate it. He goes on to say, the secret of the sperm, God's creative power. The sperm is a symbol of Jesus Christ. For by him, all things are made, and without him, there isn't anything made that is made. And that fascinated me. That I could understand, because at the time, well, we still do. We had five, we have five children. So, and I understood the process. If anybody has been through health class or had any kind of sex ed understands that the sperm has to fertilize the egg. And what I got out of that, and not initially, it's from going back and listening in, to that lecture again and, and exploring more of all of this over the couple of years, how, how spot on that description was. I like that analogy because when we move in imagination, we enter a state of our wish fulfilled. There's a movement. But it's in imagination. It's not some outside physical sign, some force, 
that's physically apparent that we've done it. Just like when the sperm fertilizes the egg. Now, I'm not talking what leads up to the, uh, <laughs> the motion of the ocean that leads up to the fertilization, but I'm talking about just that particular process, that little moment when the sperm fertilizes the egg. There's nothing on the outside that signifies, that signals there's fertilization. Nothing immediately. Nothing like alarms going off or thunderbolts and lightning. Nothing on the outside tells you that it's been fertilized. And I'm talking about the physical, the actual sperm and the egg. And that's what we do in imagination. And we move into that state, whatever it is. We capture the feeling of that wish fulfilled. It's all, it's silent and subtle. There's fertilization. Now, yeah, it does show up in your body. You know, when you're imagining something and not just having a thought, but you actually have feeling behind that thought, that imaginal act. Because thoughts aren't things. We have thoughts all the time. Your thoughts, I used to be terrified of my thoughts because I thought every thought I had was something I'm going to create. No, I have passing thoughts that, you know, if I, if my thoughts created everything, then I would have a vampire. I would be a vampire now. <laughs> I would be Lestat. Anyway, but our thoughts with motor elements, when we have an imaginal act where there's feeling involved, that's where the power is. So back to what I was saying about it being silent and no signs. There's nothing on the outside, but when you move an imagination to that new state, your body, you can't help but have some type of reaction in your body. You feel differently because your body is echoing what you're experiencing in imagination. But there's no sign on the outside telling you that you've had that you've imagined or fertilized this new state of consciousness. Do you see what I mean? There's a movement within, but nothing on the outside to tell us. No signs is what I'm getting at. There's nothing to look for to tell us we were successful, except within ourselves. And it's all up to whether you believe you did it or not. If you truly believe you fertilized, that you moved into that new state of consciousness, then you did it. Your belief in your imaginal act is key. But I like to think of it as it's silent and subtle, the actual fertilization process. There's no sign on the outside. But you know when it's done, I mean, you, like I said, you feel a response in your body. But you get to that point of fertilization, and I'm talking about sex again, uh, using that as a reference. After sex, after you have an orgasm, there's that feeling of doneness. You're spent. Do you know what I mean? There's no more desire to keep going at it. <laughs> well, sometimes you wish you could. But at that moment, in that moment, there's a moment of done, I'm done. And that's the same when we're moving in imagination and 
uh, people have talked to me about it and I've wondered in the, in the past, you know, how do you know you've done it? How do you know you successfully moved an imagination? Whether, you know, when you've created this imaginal scene where you put yourself, your first person present tense action is predominant in the scene. And you, whether it's a congratulatory conversation or whatever it is, are you just asking yourself and answering yourself, how would I feel if I were this already? If I already had this or if I already was this person? And that feeling that comes up is the fertilization. But let's say you're doing a scene and you're bringing that feeling up as you reenact that scene in your imagination, implying your wish is fulfilled. You get to a point where you know there's no more desire. You're spent. You're done. <sighs> it's done. And it's a subtle feeling. But you notice it. Okay. It's fertilized. I One way of knowing it when I first started all this, when I, I would just keep redoing the scene. Hell, I would do a scene. I would try to redo an imaginal scene for an hour and a half, just constant. I got to keep doing it. I got to keep doing it. I don't know what, I don't know what point it's going to be where I'm feeling it real. <laughs> Let me just keep hammering away at this. And then I started to relax, loosen up and enjoy the experience instead of forcing it. Enter that imaginal scene. Experience the thrill or the satisfaction of experiencing my wish fulfilled already having been done, already experienced, and now I'm imagining a scene that implies it's been fulfilled already. Not, not at the moment it's fulfilled, but someone congratulating me or my dad hugging me. And you feel it. You notice it. Once it's done, you know it's done. You feel the satisfaction, this completeness. No need to continue imagining the scene. I fertilized it, this state. And now all I have to do is nothing. I don't have to keep imagining it. I do need to dwell on the state of the wish uh, fulfilled. I don't keep doing the scene over and over, day and night. I've planted the seed. I've fertilized the egg. But I continue to dwell in the state of that wish fulfilled, of that feeling that it's done. Whether it's an illness or finances, whatever it is, or just a good meal like I talked about the other day, pasta jambalaya. My son told me he wanted that for his birthday dinner. And as soon as I read the text, I, could, I was in imagination standing over that pot of pasta jambalaya. And I could see the pasta and the sausage and I could smell the spices and that sausage in my imagination. And in that moment, just a second, the imaginal scene is all that lasted. Just, yeah. I knew it was done. I knew that evening we were having pasta jambalaya. So I've talked to people that get confused sometimes about, you know, what is the state of the wish fulfilled? I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing the wish fulfilled. But I tell them, don't, don't, look at the, don't look at the clock. Don't count seconds and minutes and hours or days and months. If you're counting time, 
If you're marking time, you're not in the state of your wish fulfilled. You're back in the old state or some other state that has you looking at your desire and not thinking from its fulfillment. So throughout that day, using my pasta jambalaya example, I was in the state of my wish fulfilled, knowing it was done. I still had to go get the ingredients and cook it. But it wasn't stressful. And I knew it was done. And that evening, we enjoyed the pasta jambalaya. And I tasted it uh, physically after I'd already tasted it and smelled it that morning in imagination. Well, smelled it. I didn't taste it that morning. But I could have. I could have popped a piece of pasta in my mouth in my imagination. That is me fertilizing that state. So a state of consciousness, it's for me, it's whatever my desire is, like that day. Pasta jambalaya. Uh, making chicken stew tonight. I, you already know, I've already experienced the, in, the joy of tasting it, that stew. I haven't finished making it yet, but I'm already in that state of my wish fulfilled. I know what's done, even though there are steps for me to take to get to that point. Or if it's a big thing, financial freedom, doubling my income, Finding a spouse, got one, the best one. So for you, I'm talking about, you know, whatever you think, whether you think it's a big thing or a little thing, moving from not having it to having it, the feeling of having it or being it is moving us to, into a new state of consciousness, even if it's for a cup of coffee. You know, I see people post all the time, they want to manifest a cup of coffee or talking about Neville Goddard's ladder exercise. Well, that is moving into a state of consciousness, a different state of consciousness, because then you are, you are in, imagining climbing the ladder. You have moved into the climbing the ladder state of consciousness, and it shows up in your, the physical. So it's not as complicated as some people like to make it. It's very, very, very simple and very subtle and easy. Just like, you know, there is some work, you know, when we had our five kids, when we, Kim got pregnant, there were a few things I had to do to get to that point. But after I, you know, did my part, the fertilization of the egg was silent and subtle and out of my control on the outside. And it's the same way in our imagination, except we control our imagination, but nothing on the outside controls us. We move in imagination into that new state of consciousness. And if you think you're not getting it, I've talked to uh, uh, people every now and then recently that talk about, oh yeah, I've gotten small things, simple things, but the big things I just can't get. I know, I've been there. I've banged my head against the wall, wondering how come I can do even big things, the healing. You know, I've talked about that or talked about my son's healing. Big things that were, you would think were big things. We tend to think are the, the big things. You know, I would get frustrated because I would ask myself, what the hell? How come I can do that? And then I can do some small things, seemingly small things. But these other things, I'm not getting. Why am I not getting it? How come I can do it and sometimes for massive things and then not do it for 
equally massive or less massive things. You ever, do you know that frustration? You ever experience that? I have. Until I stopped and looked, looked at my life. And I, by the way, I talk about this, I think in episode 44, 45, it's called, it's titled Assume This. I'm pretty sure I talk about this topic back then too. I took a look at my life, took a look at the healing and Caleb's healing and all these other things that I intentionally manifested that I know I did. And I look at it and I ask myself, what did I do? What did I do in those cases? What did I imagine? How did I imagine it? What did I go about doing after I imagined it? And then I looked at these other things that I kept uh, getting frustrated with. It seemed like I wasn't getting it, just was spinning my wheels with it. That damn doom loop again, right? And then I saw it, a huge contrast between the successes and the frustrations. And those successes, those were the times that I moved in imagination felt the reality of my wish fulfilled and let it go. And I'm not meaning f- give up. I meant I dropped the state of wanting it. I let go of the state of lack of whatever that was. And even if I thought about it again, I didn't dwell on it, on not having it. I easily moved back into the state of my wish fulfilled. And those times that I was, uh, the frustrations, the times that seemed like failures where I just kept not getting it. Those were the times that I was obsessed with it, stalking the hell out of my desire. You know what I'm talking about, you know? Okay, imagine this. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? (laughs) constantly looking for it. And you may think you're not looking for signs, but you are if you're getting frustrated because you don't see it or you're doubting yourself. So for me, the difference between the successes in my life when I've intentionally been, been intentionally successful and the times where I've been intentional but not been successful, it's become, it's over, there's been Obsession, doubt, digging up the seed through obsession and doubt. If I'm obsessed over not having it, on the lookout for signs, then I'm not in the state of my wish fulfilled. Because if I were truly dwelling in the state of my wish fulfilled, I would not be doubting it. How can you? Clay in the Vibe Project, I think it was Clay, used the Amazon ordering on Prime. Yeah, it was Clay. Uh, he talked about how you order something from Amazon Prime and you know you're getting it in a day or two. If you live in, not in my city, some cities you get it the same day. But the point is, you do the one click, buy now, you know, proceed to checkout on your phone, on the Amazon app, and you click it, done. You know it's done. Um, Very rare, Amazon might have a problem with the shipment. I've never had it, but I'm sure it happens. But you don't keep checking Amazon 
you know, the next hour. It, why isn't it here yet? Why isn't it here yet? So I love Clay's example of that because it, it is so, it is like that. You order it and then just wait. It's coming. You don't keep checking the app to see why isn't it here yet. I mean, Amazon's very specific. It's going to be here on this date and they usually get it right. But it's the feeling I'm going after. That's what I'm talking about. And I'm glad Clay used that example. You know it's done. And even though it's not at your doorstep yet, you know it's done. And that's the difference between thinking of it and thinking from it. Whatever your wish is, whether it's money, relationship, or health, it's the same thing. And the only difference between your successes and your failures well, it's you. <laughs> it's your own damn fault. <laughs> it's always you. It's always me. But for me, when I'm obsessed with it, and I'm constantly thinking about it and looking for signs, stalking my desire, I don't get it. It does not come. Because I never really entered, or I might have entered the state of my wish fulfilled, successfully fertilized that state, but I had what Neville calls a mental abortion. I messed around with it too much and I left that state. So take a look at your life. Take a look at your intentional wins. I know you've had some. You wouldn't be listening to my podcast if you hadn't had some kind of win. You're winning every day. What did you imagine before you clicked on this podcast? or before you found my podcast? Did you imagine finding, you know, maybe you searched, I talked to one woman that I asked her out of curiosity how she found my podcast because she'd said she stumbled across it. And she had looked up health and Neville Goddard, something like that, and Feeling Twisty popped up in the search. But she imagined something to get to that point. So we're always imagining because consciousness is the only reality. So you're winning every day. But I'm not I'm talking about the things you know you did. I want this or I want to experience this. And look at those wins where you know, oh, I got this and I got that. I know you get them because I see your posts on the Facebook groups that about all these wins you're getting. And then I see you post things about all these things you're not getting. Where the day before you were excited about the wins you were getting. So instead of posting the thing, asking about why you're not getting it, when the day before you were excited about getting it, and the next day it's something else that you're not getting, just look back. Look back on the win. Even if it's one win, one intentional win, just one. Even if it's for a cup of coffee or hearing uh, a bluebird sing or seeing an owl or you know a yellow butterfly flit across uh, your backyard, whatever you've imagined, you know what I'm talking about. We've all done it. You know, let me try, let me experiment with, you know, you think of them, some things. Let me see a blue and yellow lizard. You know, you want to think of something crazy just to test your imagination. But whatever it is, whatever your win is, what did you do then? What did you imagine? How did you imagine? What was the feeling when you imagined it and successfully planted that seed? 
How did you feel? How did you feel after that? In the days between the imaginal act and you seeing it in the physical. Okay, so you know what you did there. Repeat that. Do it again. And do it again. You have all the proof you need right in front of you that it works. You don't need me. You don't need any other teacher outside of you. You have this. So look at the wins you've had. Look at what you've done in your life since exploring the power of the imagination and intentionally manifesting. Use that as your resource. You have wins and, we'll call them failures, but uh, so you have your own resources to go off of. How did I get this? With me, you know, I was healed right off the bat, boom within a few weeks of hearing about Neville Goddard, out of the wheelchair for good. And then I went totally the opposite direction. I get made it more difficult. I'm, I started studying all these different people, buying a, a lot. I spent a lot of money on books and audio uh, files on teaching me how to meditate and getting the right music to listen to and all these different things. I even subscribed to notes you know, getting emails from the universe, all of these different things. I'm just out there, oh, I need more, more, more. And it frustrated me. It made it harder and it slowed me down. I came across, several months later, I came across 2020, the man with the strange name, <laughs> another man with a strange name and a no-nonsense approach to all this. And that was refreshing. Before that, though, I just bought into all these other things and I made it more difficult. And maybe you've done that too. You, where you, you have a win, something almost it seems like by accident you have a win. And then you, you want to explore it. And so you want to get into research mode like I did. And so you start just digging into everybody. Or they've got, oh, they wait, let me just search hashtag Neville Goddard or mysticism. And then you find all these things out there. Some of them good, some of them crazy. And then you just go all over the place, listening to everybody and all these different techniques. And, you know, be careful of your thoughts. Your thoughts don't do anything. No, your thoughts do everything. No, it's not your thoughts or your feelings. It's your words. Only the words you speak. That's the only thing. You, know, you hear all these different things and then it gets confusing. It was for me. And then I came to the point where I did what I'm telling you to do. Stop. And look back at the wins you had. Look at the wins or look at the win if it's one. What did you do? How did you feel? How did that feeling of implantation, that movement and imagination, what was that feeling of doneness? What did that feel like? And how, did, how were your days after that or however length of time it was? Now that you got that, you remember what you did there, do it again. Stop making it difficult like I did. Stop thinking you need more. Take the win and go from there and duplicate it. The same process. And the more you do this, like I talked about in Wendy and the First Principle, I think, 
you, you do all these different things. And at first it seems like these separate techniques and, okay, I got to do, go into the silence and do a feel it real session. I've got to meditate. I've got to think of the techniques, the imaginal scenes and revision and all these different things. And I'm just throwing out terms that I, you know, that I was learning from Neville and from 2020. And, and at first it's all these, it's chunky and awkward. At least it was for me until I started practicing and doing it daily, practicing my imagination, moving an imagination for fun, for practice, working that imaginative muscle. You do it more often and you don't just wait on the one big win. You keep going with every desire that you have. And you keep doing it and you keep practicing moving an imagination to where this becomes not something awkward and separate anymore. It's you. It's you and the way you live. Because now you know that consciousness is the only reality. And it's not just your imagination. It's not just a tool you pull out to fix things. Because everything you're experiencing is you consciousness is the only reality and in neville goddard's lecture imagination fulfills itself he says until but until imagination becomes a part of your normal natural currency of thought you will not not act consciously like breathing this awareness must become so much a part of you that you will not turn to the left or to the right to praise or blame anyone when you know this presence, it will not matter if you started life behind the eight ball or in a palace as a poor or a rich child. You will realize that life is always externalizing what you are imagining. I love you guys. This is Feeling Twisty.